Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Hello. <laughs> That's my line. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> we well? Yes, yes. Anything happened much this week? Um... <clears throat> Nothing too much, I don't think. Outside the world of rugby league, and I take it you're saying, yeah, yeah, it's Masters week. I was going to say this week's. There's a big one this week with the Masters. Yeah. Any tips? Um. Yeah. Well, Scotty Scheffler is the defending champion, which is really hard. But he's also defended a couple of other tournaments already that he won last year. Hmm. And should have won the world match play last week. Yes, really. he should have done, yeah. So, he's cap- more than capable of doing it. Mm. Um, a little outsider for you? Smoky. That's what they call them in Australia. Is it? A smoky. Uh, okay. Don't know why. I don't know either. It just sounds cool. Though. It does actually, yeah. <laughs> and he smokies? Um, and he smokies. A little outsider for you, a little smoky is Corey Connors. Okay. Okay. Playing well. And Where, has, where's he from? Canada. 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 I thought I was going to say yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> right. For the second South Park. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, he's playing well and uh, he's got good course form as well. Right. Very okay. good. So. I tell you, I was quite shocked at um, price wise. Jason Day. He was about twenty-five to one. Yeah, I, think, I couldn't believe that he won yeah. the he won one of the majors, didn't he? A few years ago, was it the US PGA? Yeah, and then I never heard of him again. No, yeah. he dropped off. Yeah, oh. he was world number one for a while, and everything. Yeah. yeah, he did drop off the radar. Okay. Well, I've gone. Was, a, I've got yeah. a different way to you. I've gone with. I've gone with Jordan Spieth. Stick your neck I was out. just going to yeah. say, Stick your you know neck what? Out there, bubbles. Yeah, he's, he's twenty to one. He's not exactly the favourite. No, he's... no, it's good, but he's got a good course form. Yeah, he's, he's well not exactly he's not exactly the favourite in all of this. Yeah. So I quite go. liked the look of uh, Will Zalatorius at about thirty three to one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, mm. yeah. And oh well, there are some tips for everybody. That's the end of the Masters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and another use uh, United lost again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> What's uh... but Liverpool lost? Yeah. So every cloud, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> What's on uh, the agenda tonight? Well, uh, we've got our review, and we'll be going through some of the games. But I think it's a bit of um, a misnomer, is it, for us? I think to call it a review because we spent to, to seem to spend most of the time talking about where the teams are at and things like well, that. Well, everybody's seen the games, yeah. Aren't there? There's no I, I point know, us I going like through it, yeah. try after try. Yeah, but we'll still call it the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got um, um, Bobby's stats of the week, and we've got some a little bit of news for a uh, brief discussion. Uh, we've got the NRL results, and then we're joined by uh, a really interesting guest tonight. Uh, we're joined from uh, uh, Lewis, um, who runs a Twitter account at Scotland Rugby League, and he's, he's going to talk to us all about Rugby League uh, north of the border. Uh, including uh, where the international teams go in uh, and the formation of the uh, the, the the I was going to say Premier League, but it was uh, the top league in Scotland. Right. So he's going to talk to us about that, and then uh, we've got everybody's favourite, Bry. 
Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. OM, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the with news of the Prediction League. So uh, it's, a, it's a, a jam-packed full hour or so. It's a good one. Uh, well, let's get into it then, yeah? Yeah. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Well, uh, that brings us nicely into our round seven review. And we are we're gonna start with St. Ellen's this week, who took on Wakefield and they came away thirty eight nil winners. Another nilling for Wakefield. Is that four already this season? Yeah. Out of what, seven? Seven, seven games. games. Must be some sort of record. Is there any, are we breaking any stats news if we mention that? Yes. Right, so we don't talk about that then, can we? But it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of bad sides in Super League. And are they the is, worst? Yeah. I mean, I remember years ago at Huddersfield, I think got about two points, I think, in one season. And, mm. Um. I just can't at the minute see where Wakefield are going to get a um, a point from. No, R- rumours this week that, that Tangano was on his way as well. Yes, to um, was it Warrington? Was that an April Fields? Don't know, but they've lost. Warrington have lost. It might be an April Fields. Was it? It might. Yeah, well, it might not know. because Warrington have lost. Michalele. Yes. Claude Michalele. Claude Michalele. They've lost him, <laughs> and yeah. I think they were looking at him as a replacement. Yes, I can't remember. There was another name, and I can't remember who it was. For Warrington. Anyway. And they lost Corey Hall last week. Yeah. And swapped for Will Dagger. Who, to be fair, looked okay in this game. Yeah, he quite good game, I thought. Yeah, Yeah, um, looked all right. Um, I'm not saying, you know, everybody was sort of saying that that OKR have got the better deal there. And they probably have, but that's a bit of a, a discredit to... To Dagger, who's who's not a bad Super League player, and, no, I agree. And we'll do a, a good job there for them. Mm. Mm. I agree. Um, there was pictures of him sat at the press conference. I want me looking, <laughs> looking absolutely overjoyed to be at Wakefield, didn't he? Mm. He, he did look a bit glum, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Uh, Why so glum, glummy? glummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, took Saints quite a while to click into gear in this one. I thought. Yeah, still look very stiff. Don't they? They don't. Nothing seems to be quite flowing in a attack defensively. They've they've been okay this season. Uh, I mean, they've leaked a few soft tries and whatnot. But I think that's just because the standard that they've had over the last four years, you know, especially defensively, has been incredible. I read a comment from a from a um, a Saints fan that was saying that. They thought the biggest difference between the defence this year and last year was they'd have two or three men up to the ball carry before they'd even moved a yard, so to speak. Mm. Whereas this year, they were make, teams were making a lot more yards against them in a set of six. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, that's probably right. I think we noticed that... Um, uh, I, I it's Huddersfield game, I think. Yes, yeah, because that was the one on Sky, and I think it was the Huddersfield game. Yes, and Huddersfield were really out outdoing Saints in terms of meters made in um, in each set of six. Yeah, they just looked. They're still looking a bit sort of 
lacklustery, aren't they? Mm. But they've put 38 points on Wakefield without getting out of second gear, really. Mm. It seemed like they only started throwing the ball about a bit, them being a bit more expansive when it got to round about 18 or 20. Mm. Yeah, no, it because that way. It was only 20 with about... Was it about 10 minutes to go or something like that? A bit more or yeah, something, a little bit. yeah. Not, not that far off, was it? No. But yeah, um, but interesting times. They're not they're not quite there yet. And, and a big blow for Saints in losing Alex Wormsley as well after, after about Two 30 seconds or something. Yeah. yeah. And so. he's, he, I think Paul Wellens has said that he's going to be out for the next four weeks. Yeah, hamstring, was it? Yeah. So that's a big blow for them, especially yeah. with them sort of not really looking as aggressive as mm. we've become accustomed to, really. No, and that's that's a couple of forwards now in each each of the last two games. They lost Matauti early on against Huddersfield the week before and Wormsley this week, you know. They, mm. Mm. <coughs> they had no pars either. No, they didn't They didn't play him this week, so they, had no, they didn't exactly have a backup. Um, and both teams face huge games at different end of the table this yeah. week as well. Yeah. I mean, Wakefield is... Massive because if that's a four point gap that opens, that could see them off already. Because mm. you, because like you said before, you don't really see them getting picking up points no. anywhere else. No, so unless they play Hull, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just before we do uh, move on, one more thing from that game, uh, which was really good to see because I know he's been uh, injury hit in his career, but that was uh, Johnny Lomax's three hundredth game. Saints and he scored a try as well and he scored a try so that's yeah. that's, that's good for him because yeah. he was out for a while once he and yeah and it looked like he wouldn't come back at one point he looked really done for didn't he with his he had a knee reconstruction or something two. like that he had two and yeah. to see him playing the way he has done over the last couple of seasons um, he's been the best player in the league in yeah. my opinion yeah so I think to get back to that level has best been half anyway phenomenal yeah yeah so well done yeah uh, well, let's move on to the game you mentioned towards the towards the end there, Andy, uh, with uh, Castleford travelling to Catalans. Uh, they lost twenty two points to eighteen. Is it the first try? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it's been given. <laughs> right, he's kicked it through. It's bounced on the line going through. Yeah. Then they've dived. To knock it back. To knock it back, which they've knocked it back out of play. Yeah. It's then bound back in play. Yeah. And it's been put down. I've, I don't know. I don't know how that's been given, especially when there's a touch judge, in goal, touch judge, an in goal touchy, uh, and the referee was pretty much there as well. What's the point in the in goal touchy if you can't see that? I don't know. The only thing I can think of, do you remember that French referee that was in the wheelchair? Final. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. The one that was like not at all biased towards the France team in the, in that World Cup wheelchair yes, match. That was hilarious. The only thing I can think that he was actually the in goal touch judge. <laughs> well, maybe it was a similar thing because I can't see the RFL flying out in goal touch judges. So maybe they are using French ones. Yeah, I don't they, know. You but... would have think they've only flew out three, wouldn't you? Yeah. And yeah. then they've got two two local locals. Ish. Yeah. yeah, two yeah, two wheelchair refs. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I got, yeah, I was astonished. And, and when the game finishes 22-18. Yeah. Right, you say this, and I've seen this couple of, right. Look at the Arta Morg try, right? Yeah. 
your how's he scored that? Get hold of him. Is that the last one? Second, second to last. To second to last. The last one was absolutely appalling. McMeekins, where he crashes oh. over. So the last two tries yeah, yeah, yeah. from Catalan yeah. were ridiculously soft. The Morg one for me, we just jinking about all over the place. <laughs> just get hold of him. <laughs> the last one's to me is more unforgivable because they've got the noses in front. So you've got something to defend. You've got something to defend. They haven't picked many points up this season. Mm. They're playing against a team that's been on fire for the majority of the start of it. Yeah. You're 18, 18 16 up. Yeah. And it's like, you you, you, you die for that cause to, to get hold of him, don't you? It's like, yeah. and in front of that, they've watched, they've actually just watched him and carried it and just like, oh, wrap, wrap my arms around him as he falls over the line. Yeah. There's not an attempt to knock him back. So anybody banging on about that first try, costing them need to look at them last two because that was... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The morgue one frustrated <laughs> me. It's like something else. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the uh, the ref in that first try, though, Andy. Why? Well, it's your favourite one. It was it... that Jack Smith. He's just... Not, I'm No, I'm sorry. He's not good enough. No, we're not into referee bashing on here, but he's just not there is he every week there seems to be something in his game isn't there and it's no coincidence now I don't think so no um, but Catalan's scrappy again as they were last week mm. uh, they got beat off Leeds last week and then they, they were scrappy again after blowing a big lead as well yeah, yeah. and 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 give up most of the points against 12 men yeah. last week and they've got a they've got a tough game coming up because they play Warrington this week yeah in that super rivals round, I, I think I, I mean, we'll get onto it later, but I think they'll lose that. Mm. Yeah, um, the good thing for this is that, um, as usual, healthy crowd. Right, I didn't I notice. Think, I think it was over nine thousand, nine and a half thousand. I think, I think it was. That's good then. Yeah, um, it's good. And it was, you know, really, that's really positive. They're getting, they're really bringing the people in now, and that 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 model of expansion has has undoubtedly worked there, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's good to see that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's move into another game which you've just uh, mentioned and that's who Catalan will play next week in the 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 rivals round. Uh, and Warrington uh, took on Hull FC this week and they came away with a 34 points to 6 victory over the Black and Whites. 40 points in this game. And <laughs> so I Hull- didn't have anything to say about it apart from the hull get worse every week do you know what i mean like it was just you'd think you'd have loads of things to comment on but it was just like i don't know i would i would put a spin on that though and say hull hull fc lost a 40 point thriller (laughs) yeah yeah 34 6 yeah um games are after 20 minutes yeah, yeah. I think it's eighteen nil. I think after twenty after twenty minutes. Yeah, and twenty eight nil at half time. So game's over after twenty minutes. Not coming back, are you? No, that's it. Um, uh, Paul Vaughan um, is the forward that most Super League teams have been missing for the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and with him punching holes and carrying the pack, that's letting George Williams see a lot of the ball and and expressing his kicking game which is laying the platform for all the points that Warrington has scored. Again, another 34 points this week. Yeah. Yeah, scoring for fun at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, and, and I think that pack's only going to get better. Yeah, just I know, Maguire's I know to I know come back this Makalele, week. Yeah. But they've got Maguire to come back in, who should fill that adequately. 
Yeah. Um, so they're a little bit on fire, aren't they? Really? Um, yeah. I tell you what, and you, we, you know, all the you talk about speed merchants, and everyone mentions about French and Field, etc. Dufty can't be that far behind. No, not at all. Oh yeah, that is rapid. I mean, they they went length of the pitch on one try, didn't they? Mm. And they broke away, and then boom, he's in support straight away. He's come from nowhere in support. Yeah, was it Williams that picked it up? Yeah. Williams did really well to react quickly to it. He did. And then they were gone then. And then they give it Dufty, and, and he just opens up this, this gap. Mm. And he, he just he can't be far away in, in you know, no. fastest player in the league. No, he's, no, yeah. not at all. I'll tell you what baffled me in this game, the Ben Curry try, where Williams chips it over the top of the defence. I don't know how he ended up with the ball. Tex Hoy yeah. seems yeah. to try and swap the ball, but not towards the dead ball line, back into play, and he misses the ball completely. He doesn't like defending, does he, Tex? No. no. It, it, the trouble is for him, he gives Hull FC the wet paper towel defence award every week. I wrote that down, wet paper towel defence, yeah. Definitely. They've won that this week. They win it every week. Oh, that's the problem. Um, would you expect... So, Hull FC, right, they, they've been... Rubbish, haven't they, so far? Yeah. They've won one game. Is it one? Two? One. Two. Right. They've won won the the first first two, I think. Yeah. And they've had one game against Saints, I think, where they pushed them close. Mm Mm-hmm. The rest have been absolute garbage. Yeah. Would you expect better from a team that's coached by Tony Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Which, to me, says there's bigger problems higher up. Do you remember when... Ian Millward was at Saints, right? And then he went to he went to coach Wigan for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. And it was a mitigated disaster, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think by his own admission, he said, well, "I only took it to like basically just like annoy Saints." Mm. I think Tony Smith's done that for the whole KR <laughs> Agent Smith. Yeah, but it's like it's just blatantly not working. But he's only took the job because the, he he left Hull KR. I don't want to say under a cloud, but in strange circumstances. No. And then all of a sudden it's at home. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, I'm I'm going there now, ain't you? No. I don't see it with him. No. It'd be funny, though. It would be, but I just... Uh, I'd, because I'd... you can have a situation where you've got wrong, co- you've got wrong coach, wrong team. Mm. <laughs> yes, but... Hull have had that for the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Well, oh, yeah. nearly 20 years. Yeah. 2006, they made the grand final. Yeah, and they've had the, they, they won the they won the Challenge Cup when Lee Radford was there, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't think they were exactly uh, enamoured with him, were they? No. Uh, no, they haven't, as Castleford weren't. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I just thought it was worth mentioning. No, yeah, it's it's big problems there at that club. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next game, and we go to the Lee Sports Village. They took on in the Battle of the Borough, and it was Lee six, Wigan thirty four. Plain sailing in the end, even though Lee took the lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then thirty four unanswered points. Although. Although Wigan haven't actually come out of it that well following the game, have they? No. Um, Jay Field out for 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Rumours that Farrell's out. 
Yeah, I don't know how much truth in that. Um, Custom Marshall still looking very doubtful, I think. Yeah. Uh, Miski did well on the wing, though. Yeah, yeah, but I reckon I could get two tries if I was playing outside of Bevan French. Mm. He's the boy, isn't he? For him, he's the, you know all all the points he, come from him, don't they? Yeah, even even the even with the speed merchants, he's he's the creator, isn't he? He's the yeah. you know yeah, um, he can conjure something from nothing, can't he? Yeah, I mean Harry Smith, uh, his kicking game improves all the time. I think. Yeah, he looks really good. Um, looks really good, and he's the only. I also recognised halfback. He's not the only record. He's the only halfback that, that's worth his salt there at the minute. Yes. So, um, but they've not come out of it well after the game, which must be a worry for for Wigan. Yeah, I think they'll be uh, pretty anxious about the squad news, which will be tomorrow as we record yeah, this, absolutely. won't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. Then there was ru- then there was rumours that. Bevan French was off to the Roosters mid-season. But that could have been another April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's always hard this week. You don't know what's true and what's Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that one, especially after him signing that mega deal that last end of last season mm-hmm. to keep him at the club. be yeah. a bit weird if he went out, especially halfway through the season. You know, if he went at the end of the season, they got a fee for him, you think, well, fair enough, that's yeah. probably what he wanted, but... Yeah. Halfway through the season. And the Roosters, don't get me started on the Roosters. They they talk about Warrington have a salary sombrero. <laughs> the Roosters. <laughs> they, I don't know what's bigger than a sombrero. Is a Texan 10-gallon ten, ten hat bigger than a sombrero? No. And a massive cowboy hat? Yeah. Not, not bigger than a sombrero. Is it not? No. Anyway, they've got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, we saw Jake Wardle get a yellow card, but picked up no ban either this week. That was like the uh, Wigan Warriors disciplinary hearing this week, wasn't it? Yeah. Five of the six, <laughs> five of the six sanctions, yeah, came from one club, but only only one of them ended up with a ban. Mm. I didn't, I didn't really have an issue with Jake Wardle not getting a ban because he was face on to. I think it was Gareth O'Brien. I didn't think it was particularly late. Um, I thought he was sort of already committing to the tackle. When you slow it down, it looks worse anyway, doesn't it? But it, yeah. it's not like some of the other ones we've seen this season where it's more from behind. Mm. He's pretty much banged square in front of him. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, but it, it's just, I think, annoying as, the as a fan. Yeah, with yeah. the inconsistency. You're told that if it's late, it's late. He's got a yellow card for it. And not only has he got a yellow card... But he also caused O'Brien to go off of a HIA. He now can't play this week because he's sure. he failed his HIA. Surely, so, yeah. oh yes, he surely, did. Yeah, surely, he if did, you've actually. if you've caused something, an HIA, that's surely, a good point. Surely, actually. there has to be a ban. Yeah. yeah, if you've if you've been involved, you've made a tackle that's caused somebody to fail a HIA. Mm. You've obviously not done something right in the tackle. It didn't hit him in the head, though, did it? I think it was his head off the ground because his body was relaxed. I think the principle's there, though. If you cause somebody to fail a HIA, yeah. then I think you should expect to be banned the week after. Yeah, I, I forgot about him failing that, actually. That's a yeah. fair point. And obviously now Gareth O'Brien misses... Uh, I don't know who Oh, Salford, isn't it? So they've yeah. got no Gareth O'Brien against Salford this week either, mm. which and, is a big miss for them. And to be honest, Saints aren't going to be happy either because, you know... Um, Wigan, I think, has significantly strengthened the fact that Willie Ice has been banned. <laughs> so, a 
But the, the, the minutes that they put on the thing, I saw a clip. Somebody had put the the clip up for what they said for the minutes that they said was the uh, incidents. And I'm sure they've got it wrong because it must have been something else. Because I saw that, but there was it's just it, they've obviously got that wrong, haven't they? Yeah, the min- minutes wise. I didn't see yeah. this. How many minutes was it? I don't know. Well, what, but whatever, whatever they put the, on the minutes, incident was, yeah. it didn't marry up with the minutes and and what you think. That's not a ban. Oh, I see. Like right. he was sort of involved in a tackle, but he the ball had gone. Right. But it was like it was completely innocuous. Like right, I see. I see. Well, uh, let's move on anyway. Um, let's go to the team I just mentioned in which Leo we playing this week, where they were on the wrong side of the result. Uh, they got beat 26 points to 16. That was Salford and Huddersfield. Huddersfield coming away with a win on that one. Yeah, seen, seen, seen a few Salford fans saying they played really poorly. Um, mm. By all accounts, Huddersfield weren't too much better, but... <laughs> They just, I don't know, I think Salford are struggling with, with numbers, aren't they? And mm. and squad depth isn't great. And that's the sort of thing that seems to be coming out of their camp at the minute, especially from Paul Rowley. I did think, we went, I mentioned it last week, and I did think we saw on display again their defensive frailties. Mm. Mm. And the first one, the opener, where they throw that pass in their own 20, and it just goes to no one. Well, Sneed, wasn't it? Yeah. And Aston Golding goes, oh, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. similar to and, the uh, one, and, was it Greg Eden, E3 won, didn't he, for Castle for the other week? Yeah, yeah. And there was one where they just passed it along the line, and, and there was a gap there that Bobby could have run into. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got that. The, the Owen Trout, the second one, Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like they were down to twelve, and it was like they just like somebody had been beamed up into outer space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like it just been beamed up into some massive tube, and they were like, "All right, there you go. There's a big gap there for you now." Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, That's what it's like. Yeah, but the I, defensive frailties showing again. Yeah. I did. I did see some Salford fans though, um, sort of like saying, "Well, you know, Huddersfield, you're not gonna, you're not gonna uh, trouble anybody. You, we had all these players missing, and and." You only beat us by one try and with nothing to fear from you. I thought, well, they just beat you. And you only made it look close because you got a try at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they looked all right, Huddersfield, from what I saw. They're not the most expansive team, are they? Well, I was just no, about... but... Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, no, go on, you go. I was just about to ask you, is it wrong to be boring? You hear a lot of fans criticise Huddersfield for the way they play in, and they call them boring, they call them... You know, I mean, they had that game against Wigan where it was eight six at half time, and all they did was kick goals to on penalties, and it was well, they didn't score a try. But you know, is is that wrong? Is it is it wrong to be well, boring? It's about winning and winning would, trophies, isn't it? Exactly. Would you rather your team? Would you rather your team win or entertain? Win. There win. you go then. For there me, then. win. Yeah, yeah, for me, win as well. Yeah, there you, you know, go. it's a results based business, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I would say with Huddersfield is they've got some really good flair players. Well, you look at the little things you, you, like the the big thing I can think of from this game was the uh, little behind the back flick yeah. pass from yeah. Will Price, which yeah. whoever it was, and then I think that they give it to Trout for his first. Yeah, that was a really nice I, try. It was really well yeah. worked. I yeah. think if you're going to sign Jake Connor, you need to let him off the lead a bit. Yeah, and yeah. with Will Price and yeah. like Lola Heyer. 
very sort of agile, will try and dance around you type players, especially the last two. That Off mentioned. the cuff type yeah. of thing, yeah. I think that's maybe where the, the, the boring sort of name-calling comes from. Maybe, like you said, it's, it's a results-based business and you win. You, you win how you want to win. But I think when you see players like Lola here, Price, Connor, and you don't let them off the leash... I think that's where it comes from, isn't it? You've but, got players who want to be exciting and you want to watch them. But, but mm. I know our Huddersfield representative, Nathaniel, he was really happy with the way that they played. He thought they played some good stuff. Yeah, they, oh, I, they, from what I saw, I thought they looked yeah. really good. You know, and the last try as well, uh, when Nagama's going to get, and he managed to, to fling it out to McQueen. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's good stuff to watch. He's hard to stop in full flight, isn't he? McQueen. McQueen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he had a really good season last season, yeah. didn't he? So. Yeah. Well, no, it's about winning and Huddersfield starting to win. Well, they got Challenge Cup final. Should have probably have won it on the day, but should have done without yeah. question. They should have done. Yeah, but you know, yeah, they'll just be hoping that can continue under Ian Watson. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Well, that leaves us with one more game, and we saw Hull KR come away with another win, and it was Hull KR twenty leads twelve. Um, otherwise known. As uh, Abdul versus Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. And Abdul won. <clears throat> Both Easy. of them very influential for different reasons. Um, Abdul's boot was, well, he, that was the reason why they won the game, really, for me. Even from kickoff, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good win. Very good win. I, I didn't expect it. thought Leeds were sort of on the up, but they seem to be, along with a few other teams at the minute, they seem to be in this. Win one, lose one type thing. Yeah. yeah. Probably same as all KR, actually. Yeah. And they've, well, they've gone two in a row now and they could have got three because obviously they've got the derby at weekend, which you'd expect them to be big favourites yeah. for. Yeah, yeah you yeah. would. But yeah, it's good. All right. In that case, then, how good is Jordan Abdul? Because he's not a player that outside of East Hull mm. probably gets spoken an awful lot about. No, it's a strange one, isn't it? Like I've just, I've just looked him up before. He's twenty-seven. I wasn't quite sure how old he was. Right. So mm. he's in his prime, isn't he? Yeah. He's. It's. It's weird. He's a very good player, but he's not one that you sort of go, "Oh, I'd have him at my club." Yeah. Would you? But you probably would. Yeah. I know exactly it's, what you it's mean. It's strange. Yeah. He, oh, he just kicking, gets overshadowed by other players for kicking, some reason. His kicking game is genius. Yeah. He's got a massive boot on him as well. Yeah. And. When he attacks the line, he does it well. He doesn't just create tries from kicks. Yeah, excellent player, I but think... doesn't get doesn't get the mention. No, no he doesn't. I, I think uh, in this instance at Hull KR, especially, well, no, not Hull KR, just at Hull KR, he's overshadowed, as you say, by a lot of players. But unfortunately, he's overshadowed by his playing partner in the halves, in Mikey Lewis. Everyone talks about Mikey Lewis and mm. his attacking style and. I think that's where he goes unnoticed. Maybe it's because he doesn't do it in a sort of in-your-face kind of way. Yeah, maybe. Like Lewis and Field and French. Well, he's very effective. Very. Mm. No, I agree. Very. Well, I was watching the tries in this game and he had a hand in all of them. Yeah, he did. He's Like I say, he's the reason when he won the game. Yeah. Everything come from him. Or the pass off his pass. Yeah. And when he was out a couple of weeks ago for a couple of games, they really missed him. Yeah. That's that's not helped him as well. He has been injured quite a bit. Mm, yeah. That hasn't yeah. helped him. 
I don't know if he still is, but he was top of the Man of Steel. I don't know if he still is now. But well, I imagine he would be after that game. I would have thought he got three points yeah. from that game. You never know. Depends who was what. Darren Alford's might have got it for all we know. You know? <laughs> That's true. But yeah. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Yes, Stats of the Week time. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How many stats this week? Uh, I got six. Okay. You got six. Seems to be averaging around six, six now. Don't that we? one's mm. about Wakefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that before. <laughs> I bet there's about three or four NRL ones. Definitely, well. yeah. yeah. Two. Ooh, Ooh, he's been working hard <laughs> this has. week, hasn't he? All right, let's hear him. I have worked hard, actually. Took me about an hour to do these. Oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's go. Uh, okay, well, we'll start with the NRL. And that is, the first start is comes from the uh, Warriors and the Sharks. And that was the first time that the Warriors have beaten the Sharks at... Well, the Sharks have been at home at the Points Bet Stadium for the first time since 1998. I can't help thinking that perhaps we should be giving the NRL results out before the stats nowadays. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I said that'd be a good game though last week. You did, you, did, yeah. you called it, yeah. Uh, Sean Johnson looks good again. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He's really rolling back the years. We don't like him though, do we? Well, we do, but we don't. Not after the World Cup in 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. Like no, him. yeah. yeah. Sod him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second start... Uh, the last time a NRL game ended in a draw was in 2020, and it was between the Panthers and the team that drew this time again. It was the Knights. They drew 14 all. So the Knights have the last two draws in NRL history. You'd think somebody would be able to score in 10 minutes, wouldn't you, when they're absolutely up again, you know, mm. desperate to score. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Uh, stat number three, uh, one that we've already kind of mentioned in the uh, review, uh, that was that it was Johnny Lomax's 300th game for St. Helens, um, but he rolled back the years as he made his debut against Wakefield in 2009 for Saints. So his 300th, his 300th and his debut both came against Wakefield. He doesn't actually seem to have been around for that long. No, I know what you're saying. But how old is he now? 32-ish? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he must be. Something like that. 2009, 14 years. Yeah, he must be 32-ish. I wouldn't have thought... 18. If you'd have said how many seasons has Johnny Lomax played, I wouldn't have said 14 seasons or whatever, but... No, maybe that's because of his injuries. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stat number four? Yeah, stat number four. Uh, this is the one that you that you already know about because I told you not to ruin it. The most nillings before uh, before the twenty twenty three season was three. In an entire season, it was three by the same club, and that was held by the London Broncos or Harlequins. I can't think which one the season was in. The Celtic Crusaders, Castleford, and Wigan. They all hold the record for three losses in a season. 
Well, However, as you all to know... To be fair to the Celtic Crusaders, right, yeah. one of them was a 4-0 loss yeah, I remember to St. Ellen. I remember that. And the weather was absolutely I do, atrocious. I do remember that. Yeah, but that's true. It was the worst that. weather I've ever seen. Yeah, I do, I do remember that, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the minute, Wakefield are on, they're on target for 12. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. The new record now, seven games into the season, is Wakefield with four. Oh, God. So not looking good for them. No, not at all. Uh, stat number five. Uh, we've got a theme in this one, by the way. We're sticking with the nillings on this just one. On, just on Wakefield. They scored uh, they, they, they scored 24 points, I think, in the first game. They got a bit off Catalans. Yeah. And apart from that, since that first game, they've scored 19 points mm. in the last six games. Yeah. Mm. It's not good, is it? No. No. 43 Points. Penalty and a drop goal in every. It's a penalty and a drop goal in every game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we got a bit of a common theme here this week with the nillings. Uh, the most nillings in a Super League season is sorry. Three. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> four. <laughs> no, three. No, four. Sorry, now, yeah. I realized <laughs> it was three. <laughs> no, I realized what I wrote down. Now. I think the, that was held by Celtic Crusaders. <laughs> yeah, Wigan. Yeah. No, the most nillings in a Super League season uh, with teams combined is nine. So over the full season. Over the in full the season, in yeah. Is yeah. nine. Oh, right. Uh, so that was in 2010, 2019, 2021 and 2022. There was nine nillings across the entire across season. Across the board, yeah. Uh, however, there has already been six nillings in seven rounds this season. Four by Wakefield, two by Castleford. Dear. Could be nil-nil that then this week. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count as one nil in or two? Right, prediction here now. Nil-nil at half-time. <sighs> yeah, that's a good bet. No points in the first half. It's a prediction, nil-nil at half-time. Mm. Unless both defences are that bad that it'll be like 20-all. 100-all yeah. or something. Yeah, 100-all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, stat number six is that it's Leeds Rhinos who have the lowest amount of nillings in Super League history. They've been nilled only three times in their entire time in Super League. And they also hold the record for the most consecutive seasons without being nilled. Uh, they lasted 21 seasons without being nilled before they got the first one. 2017 was the first time they'd been nilled. All right, very good, cool. And I forgot to write one down, and I'd have to double check it, but I'm also sure that I think it's Castleford and Salford who have the most nillings in Super League. They have six. I'm sure they have sixteen each in their <laughs> careers, right? In their time in Super League. Hmm. There you go. And they've been relegated. Oh no, wait, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of bits of news. Oh, right, yes. Is that? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. You done? <laughs> Come on, I am now. <laughs> Sean Wayne said he's going to pick um, a lot of new faces in his next England squad. Right. So he looks like obviously building for the future. Yeah. Uh, we've said before on this on this show that the Knights look like they were going to be, you know, the actual future and really exciting future for the Knights. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're going to, perhaps some of them are perhaps going to promote a little bit of 
was ahead of the time, but earlier than we might have expected. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Any thoughts on who you'd like to see in the in the new squad? Any names that pop up for you? Uh, I think that we mentioned a couple tonight. I think. Mm. Um, what Jordan Abdul? Well, yeah, one there uh, who I'd not really thought of uh, before we were talking about the old car game. Um, Mikey Lewis, the halfback partner, mm. is he's obviously one. I think. Um, you mentioned Harry Smith at Wigan. When you look at some of the, the number sevens about, it's probably why Abdul probably might not get a chance. Yeah, Because there'd be younger sevens that they might yeah, have. Lewis, yeah, Lewis, Smith, Dodd at St. Helens. Yeah. Um, we seem really strong in that and sort of seven Willi- department. Uh, Williams. So there's there's yeah, three Williams. or four. There's three or four there already that yeah. probably might be ahead of him in, in Sean Wayne's thinking. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, another one that... Probably, I'm quite surprised he, he hasn't, and if he has, I apologise, but I don't think he has. He's uh, Liam Marshall on the wing. Mm. Uh, they seem to have, for years, been McGilvery and Hall, aren't it? Yeah. And now, obviously, Tommy Makinson's about. Uh, but the other wing is... But then you'd like, oh, we've got Dom Young, things like that. But Liam Marshall would like to see, yeah. get his chance, because yeah. he's got plenty of speed as well. Yeah, the, he has. The thing is with that, if you're talking about for this for the mid-season test, you're not going to get people like Dom Young. You're not going to get the NRL players no, for no, the you're not. No. test. So, no. so this is your chance to yeah. to play the likes um, the likes of these younger players, isn't it? Yeah. 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 you got your uh, centres, Harry Newman. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Has, has Jake Wardle played for England? Mm, no, I don't think he, so. He could make it in. Cruz mm. uh, Lehman would be an interesting one. I don't think he's going to play now. The situation in general is kind of an interesting we, one. We, yeah, we're coming to end. We're coming to the end of that sort of where we had um, Hodgson, Roby, uh, Houghton. We had all these sort of Houghton never got picked. No, I don't, in oh you mean in terms just in of, general? Yeah, the, the McShane. McShane. Yeah, they're coming. It's the new breed of hooker now, isn't it? Mm. You know, even Clark. Yeah, the, the <laughs> hooker situation during the World Cup just gone. It was just bizarre. Yeah. yeah. You know, Andy Acker's rightly picked, probably didn't get enough game time. Yeah. So he's probably still a new face that would like to see get more regular game time. So yeah. I think the same goes for your, your props in that, that scenario as well. Your, your Matty Lees, your... Aledskis, mm. still new players in that England squad that will make a a good impact as they yeah. as they grow into the game and grow into that England squad. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting news uh, on the Anzac round uh, was the uh, Anzac uh, jersey from the West Tigers. If you've seen that, no, um, had American shoulders on the shoulders, American soldiers on the front of it. Did it? Yeah, caused a bit of an uproar. They've now renamed it the commemorative jersey. Just change it. Yeah, they, they, apparently, they, well, no, well, we checked it with the barracks and all that sort of stuff, but it's got it's got American soldiers in the Gulf War on the front of it. God, okay. Uh, it's not gone down particularly well. That's a bit of doing it, especially at the West Tigers who are not having the best times. So you know, don't need they don't need an excuse <laughs> to like you know moan at something, really, do they? That's true. So they've not done. They've not covered themselves in in glory there. A um, hundred players have now um, commenced legal proceedings against the RFL. Uh, for concussion protocols and, uh, you know, th- th- their state of health, if you like. Mm. Thoughts? Don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. No, I don't either. I think. I think you know what 
you're getting in for when you you play a game like rugby yeah. league. You made a point off air, didn't you, about if it was today? If it was today, I'd be uh, probably be a little bit more supportive because the sports science data is probably there now. I don't think it was there when these players were playing. So you just you know you it, oh. it, you know what you're getting in for now. They know what's happening. So we have all these HIAs and these concussion protocols. If the sign if the data was there and the science was there and they went, well, just sod it. And no one's getting punched in the head on a brawl three times a games now either. Well, yeah, but you know, if if the science is there and the data is there to back it up, and they just don't do non don't do what they're doing now, then you go, well, the data is there, so why are you not doing anything? But I don't think it was there back then. Yeah. So what you expecting them to do? Um, yeah. Eddie Hearn has come out and said that <sighs> rugby league is banging trouble. Sounds a bit bitter because IMG are, are doing the uh, consultancy work and he wanted he to take over. He was saying it about Rugby Union a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I saw like, the viewing figures and stuff for rubbish. And he said, I remember, right, when he, he, he first come in, or there was first talk about him getting involved, he said, the problem is there's no star. I couldn't name you one star in rugby league. Yeah. He said the exact same line on a rugby union podcast last week. Yeah, I'm just mucky little paws and everything, doesn't he? Bothered. I just I can't no. stand the man. No, go away. Yeah, stick to boxing. He's ruined that. Yeah, well, stick to darts. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was more his dad. Though. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and finally, the last bit of news this week is that the uh, the Hain plane has landed in the prison yard. By the look of it. Um, yeah. He's been found guilty of sexual assault, and um, yeah, he's. I don't uh, think I can think of a bigger downfall, really. I was going to say that's got to be one of the biggest waste of talents, other than maybe like Rangy yeah. Chase. Brett Finch might have something to say about that. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't yeah. as good as him. All right for Rangy Chase, Manu Vatuvai. Oh yeah, he had that drugs. The, the, oh uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Importing like millions of dollars. Jared Ames won the Dalai M twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't make Brett Finch's crime work, uh, not as bad because <laughs> he wasn't as good a player. Like, it was, it's pretty, it's horrific. I just mean, well, it turns about how good the player was. Passes that shovel. And, and just, yeah. No, no, but you know what I mean? Like, in terms of like the downfall where he was as a player and yeah. things like that, you know. It's not, yeah, it's not good, is it? No. So, there you go. So that's that's the that's the bit of news uh, for this week. Excellent. Uh, right. Well, we'll run through these then. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Right. I will just very quickly run through the the NRL for us. Uh, the Sydney Roosters took on the Parramatta Eels. They won 28 points to 20. The Raiders were hammered by the Panthers, 53-12. Bit of a weird scoreline, but there you have it. Uh, the Bunnies came crashing down after last week, uh, and they got beat off the, the Storm, 18-10. Good game, that one. Mm, yeah. yeah, very good game. The uh, the Seagulls drew thirty two all with the with the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Dom Young got four tries, and I know you've already given out your wet paper towel defense award, but I'm pretty sure Lachlan Miller 
has to have his <laughs> own award was that the for full, this. Was that the fullback? Yeah. <laughs> take it if somebody take us through if you haven't seen it. Uh, so who broke who broke through? Olakwati broke through. So Olakwati breaks through the line. Pretty, pretty much the halfway line. Pretty much halfway line. He's he's broke off about three tackles. He's stampeding forward. And Lachlan Miller is just backtracking and backtracking and backtracking. And I don't think he realizes how close he was to the line. And, well, all the Kowatu scores. <laughs> and he's looking round, man. He? Well, he, he was looking have... round for a player to pass to because he's expecting Miller to come towards him. And then he goes, he's like nearly at the dead ball line. So I'm just going to go for the try. <laughs> and, and he runs off, the, he runs the other way. Yeah. yeah, that's actually, yeah, we want, we must change our mind on that. He definitely wins the wet paper towel defence. I half expected oh. him to jump in the crowd and applaud him for scoring. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to tackle him that much. Is it, is it the wet paper towel award or is it like the Houdini award? Like it wasn't even there. <laughs> How shocking, wasn't it? It's funny though. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Yeah. It is funny. It's hilarious. It is good. Oh, uh, and the worst thing for that was Callum. What? You had him in... Uh... Oh, I've got him in my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, he still scored 70-odd points. Yeah, he yeah. did. Somehow he still got 70 points. He should have lost points for every yard he backed off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Dragons uh, beat the Dolphins 38 points to 12. Don't think many people saw that one coming the way the Dolphins have been playing. Mm. Uh, the Broncos... Won 46 points to 12 over the West Tigers. The Warriors beat the Sharks 32-30. And the Bulldogs overcame the Cowboys 15-14 in golden points. Amazing. That that has shades of the 2015 grand final with Jonathan Thurston. Oh, he yeah, he scored did. in the last minute. Yeah. And then he had a kick to win it. And what happened? Hit the post. post. So Matt Burton hit the post. Mm. Comes back um, and then he gets the winning drop goal. Yeah. From a really acute angle as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Jonathan Thurston's probably, you know, meant more, but (laughs) he had shades of it. Yeah, but all he had to do was kick it wide to the fox and he's like, all right, bye. He did as well, didn't he? He (laughs) just went, didn't he? What? He's unbelievable, isn't he? he? Do you think he'd win a race against the fox, Bobby? I think I'd run him pretty close, yeah. Get a 90 metre head start. <laughs> Over 92 metres. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A <laughs> uh, couple, of, couple of games to look out for this week in uh, the NRL. You've got the Storm and the Roosters kicking things off. Uh, the Bulldogs and the Bunnies are always a big game. Uh, Panthers and the Seagulls, that should, that should make for good watching. Mm. And there's even a Monday game this week which uh, is Easter Monday, and it's also the anniversary game. It's the Tigers and the Eels. It's the anniversary of when the Eels cost Callum £2,000 because they tried to chip and chase, and it didn't pay off for them. Shut up. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is next. I'm just a fan, Alan. That's all. Your biggest fan. Yes, and we've got a special fan this week. Uh, we're delighted to be joined uh, by uh, Lewis, and Lewis uh, runs a really interesting Twitter account, which is at uh, at RL in Scotland. Um, so Lewis is uh, going to be our our correspondent on the ground for all things rugby league in Scotland. Lewis, welcome to the Lewis Forward podcast. Thank you very much for having me, guys. So, um, 
Listen, we've been we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks about getting you on, and we've got uh, you've got a, a lovely story to tell us about how about your little journey in rugby league. So, would you like to kick us off with that? Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, as many people will already know, rugby league uh, very much like a, a heartland sport, um, and and uh, up here in Scotland, it's not too. Um, not too popular at, at the moment uh, and it's very much overshadowed by rugby union um, which I was always grew up on and it was it was all that was really offered um, and yeah it, it's never really rugby league's never found the legs that the rugby union and the success that it's had um, in in recent years as far as I remember anyway so um, you know early doors exposure to rugby league was knowing a bit about it from watching World Cup games on the telly um, when it was on and, and you know that was about as far as it got and then uh, I got into to watching it more often um, by watching uh, just af- after lockdown probably uh, watching the, the NRL a bit more and mm. uh, re- really getting into that and play, played a bit of the, the rugby league game on, on the Xbox with my pals as well but that was a, about as much as it was and uh we actually made the decision uh, at the tail end of last year to go to the opening game of the World Cup, uh, the England Samoa game, which was a, a good game uh, to watch, plenty of tries. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we were talking, and, and a couple behind us could tell we were Scottish, and, and they they asked us if we were going to the, the Scotland game, which was on the next day, also in Newcastle, and we had no idea that it was on. Um, probably. Uh, didn't help herself not, not looking that up but uh, it, it really sort of played on my mind on the way back home and, and when I got home and I was just thinking why can't it be as big as Union over here why can't it have uh, more more popularity in, in Scotland so I've done a bit of digging uh, on the current setup in Scotland the, the domestic leagues and whatnot, um, and I, I found it a wee bit hard to find you know proper information as well so what i done was I thought I'm, I'm, you know, passionate about rugby league and want to see more of it in Scotland. So I started the, the Twitter page, um, and my first few few tweets and whatnot got a bit of traction. I gained some followers, and you know, I, did, I looked on accounts like the Scotland Rugby League uh, page and see seen who was interacting with that, and tried to uh, get follow them and, and get sort of uh, out to the right audience. So. Um, it then sort of fell off a wee bit um, just near the tail end of last year, but coming into this year, I picked it back up again, um, which I'm, I'm really glad I done. And, and a big thing I done was just reach out to people, you know, like, like uh, yourselves and uh, also players and, and people involved in Scotland Rugby League. And so I've reached out to, to a whole lot of different people and, and realised the worst thing that was going to happen would be that uh, I, they said no. So. I managed to do a few interviews with, with some players and, and I put them on my Twitter and then I started a Instagram page and just after that a website as well and I've been able to reach more and more people, talk to uh, more and more people, do some interviews with the likes of Ewan Aitken who plays for the, the Dolphins and the NRL and I've spoken to Dale Ferguson who's the captain of Scottish Rugby League and Lachlan Walmsley who scored a couple of tries at the World Cup and uh, a whole other uh, bunch of different people that I've managed to, to go out to and talk to and do some pieces, put them on the website, on the Twitter and Instagram as well. So it's, it's gaining some good good traction at the moment. 
Yeah, brilliant. It's been. I know the um, the, the Twitter page in particular has been really well received, hasn't it? Um, which which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, um, and now we find ourselves about to start uh, the um, uh, in the top division of the domestic league, don't we, in Scotland? That's right. Yeah. So um, the the national league, uh, as it's called in Scotland, um, starts in late May of this year. Uh, unfortunately, this year, and I believe. Uh, similar to the last few years, there's only actually three teams in it. Okay. Uh, so we've got the Fourth Valley Vikings, uh, the Aberdeen Warriors, and Glasgow Rugby League. So the the fixtures for this year will be six games. So each team will play each other home and away. Um, and we've also got the the Scottish Cup. Um, so we've got those three teams also joined by Edinburgh Eagles, who are actually uh, the season playing in a, a league in England. Um, so I, I don't think that started yet either, but uh, they'll they'll join the other three teams in the Scott, Scottish Cup. Yeah, yeah, no, brilliant. Uh, well, a couple of questions on that: it, Is the one team that stands out out of those three uh, in your mind, um, or does it, is it a bit early to tell yet? I, I think it's a, a bit early to tell yet. Uh, like I said, I sort of started this journey, you know, last last October sort of time. So. Uh, it, it's all a bit new to me in terms of teams. I'm not too sure how last season went for for each of the teams, but I've had the chance to speak to people from from each of them, and and I think everyone's very positive about that upcoming season. And I think a big thing is, um, and as it is in everything, uh, money. And Aberdeen's quite quite a while away to travel for for the other two teams. So um, I think a problem in previous years has actually been these teams being able to head up to Aberdeen and. Uh, Likewise, Aberdeen coming down to play these teams. So a big thing that I really want to see this year is all, all the fixtures getting played because only having six fixtures in a season, uh, you really need to get them all played to get the boys game time. Of course. Uh, I, do you know what? I've actually got three cousins that live in Aberdeen and they're in Balmedy in Aberdeen. So if anyone's listening, Balmedy, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to adapt. I'm going to adopt Aberdeen as my team in the That's Scottish your team now, this season. It? Definitely, okay. yeah, yeah. So come on, Aberdeen, we can, yeah. do, it. We can do it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, Louis, how does it expand? How do how do we see it expanding? Yeah, so um, what I'm aiming to do this year, and like I said, the, the first time I'll really be following the the league season is I'd like to try and get myself before the season starts along to each of the three clubs and try do some content almost like a season preview. Um, so I've got some ideas in mind, getting some some video content, some more interview style content as well. Um, so to just sort of give give that season preview for each of the clubs, and so that there's a place that people can see, oh, this is the club schools this year and players and whatnot. So that come game time, you know, we can hopefully get more more of a crowd along. That's going to bring money into each of the clubs um, and give it give it some more exposure. So. Um, I'm also trying to go to as many of the games as possible, if not them all, and do do a similar sort of thing. I, I think that if I can do a lot of content around these games, um, you know, having been able to see an insight like that's a lot better than just seeing uh, on social media a kickoff halftime full time score sort of thing. If if we can, you know, get the personalities out there and and showcase some of the the players and and the games, then. Again, early doors that can get more people along to these games and hopefully get more people thinking, let's start uh, a new new club or, or get an old club back up and running in Scotland for, for this time next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, if, you know, we'll we'll retweet all your news, and if we can do anything on our end, then we certainly will. Um, and you mentioned about players there, so hopefully, I suppose we're looking to uh, unearth uh, unearth some some gems, aren't we, uh, in, in in Scottish rugby league from that will be homegrown. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, I, I when I done some digging at first, I, I found out that the the first uh, Scotland team to to play at a rugby league World Cup didn't have a single uh, Scottish born player in it. Mm. Um, so you know that that's uh, something we we definitely want to change. Yeah, because I mean every every country, every club, it, it, it's if you've got you've got more affiliation, haven't you, Callum, with a uh, with a homegrown player? Oh yeah, of course you have. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see, you know, from Scotland, for example, like Kane Lynette, Lachlan Coote, people like that who have had like who have won an NRL Premiership and things like that. It's brilliant to watch them play for the country. But yeah. you want to see players that have grown up in in Aberdeen, in Aberdeen. <laughs> and, and and places like that, don't you? Yeah, you, of course you, you do. Yeah, feel more yeah. Uh, affinity with them, don't you? Absolutely. And at, and at the same time, Lewis, as well, there's the um, uh, the the wheelchair Premiership that's starting as well, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So um, that was just announced a couple of weeks ago and, and expanded on last week as well. So um, the the wheelchair premiership is going to uh, contain Glasgow Rugby League wheelchair team, the Dundee Dragons, uh, who I believe have been about for a while, and the newly formed Edinburgh Giants, um, whose head coach and chairman is uh, Martin Gill, who uh, has been involved in the, the English uh, Rugby League wheelchair itself and, and uh, lots more. I got to go along to their launch night and and, and speak to Martin and, and get to see see it all start off. And that that was a, a really really good watch. And I think that they're doing some really good things. And um, the wheelchair premiership being announced is just brilliant to see that uh, Scottish Rugby League are building on that platform that was given by by last year's World Cup. Yeah. Absolutely, everybody loved the the wheelchair World oh, Cup, didn't they? Like every every single person was just completely fell in love with it. Not just rugby league people. No, no, not just rugby league. Exactly. The whole country yeah. was was, yeah. was well into it. Yeah, the crowds yeah. were sold out and everything. But wouldn't it be good if, you know, I mean, Lewis has just mentioned some other teams there that are involved, you know, in addition to what's in the, in the, um, uh, in the, in the, the I can't, sorry, what was the, what was the top division called in, in the rugby league? Not the premiership, was it, Lewis? It was the, the National League for national the run game. Wouldn't it be great if the, the people that are in the wheelchair premiership and the National League, mm. the three teams in there, we, we grew on that and all become sort of like community clubs with all different arms. So they had um, they had they had wheelchair stuff. They had um, uh, they had the the National League. They had women's teams. Yeah. Et oh, they PDRL, all become yeah PDRL like that, everything, yeah. and they had the whole shebang, if you like, to become real community clubs, and and the yeah. and the game would would really grow. Yeah, yeah as I said that all leads to to better, you know, Scottish players, international players, yeah. things like that. So yeah. So do you have um? So do you have a super league team, Lewis? Um, no, not really. And and like I said earlier, those I I um I, I sort of fell in love with rugby league watching the NRL and um my my team in there is the Penrith Panthers, which I'm sure people won't like to hear. But stick, in the Super stick, League, I've, I've got yeah, to admit, yeah, stick your neck out there, Lewis. Why don't you? you know? <laughs> I, I'd actually chosen them a long time before uh, the recent successes, but I, I don't think people will believe me there. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So what? I mean, what are your? I mean, do you just then you enjoy watching the games in, in Super League? Do you? Do you? How do you see it? I won't say as an outsider, because where where are you based, Lewis? 
Peebles in the in the Scottish Borders, so um, south south of Scotland. So um, yeah, not not too far away, but definitely you know not rugby league territory at the moment. Anyway, yeah. And how, how do you see rugby league from from you know from where you are? I don't mean on the um, telly or anything. I just mean how do you see the game in general? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like I. Uh, just love the, the pace of it to be honest that's what hooked me at first I think uh, I've said to people before I could watch a rugby union game and, and sit for half of it on my phone and, and sort of lose interest at different points but if I'm watching a rugby league game at, at the weekend um, on a Thursday night or whatever I'm, I'm hooked for the 40 minutes uh, and of, of each half sort of thing and it's just that fast pace it, it promotes the attack in rugby um, you know I, I really enjoy watching uh, Salford play this season um, Wigan as well uh, I've enjoyed watching some of their games uh, not Saints as much after, after they won the, the, the World Club Championship against the Panthers but mm-hmm. no I just uh, yeah really sort of, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air and I think uh, the more people can see that and, and realise how exciting a game is the, the more we can grow it as well yeah fantastic and uh, I suppose finally Lewis for, for us What's your ultimate aim for rugby league in Scotland? It's uh, you know just to be as involved as possible. If I if I can come out of this and see that I've, I've managed to to help it grow a wee bit, you know, introduce new teams and new players into playing it, and and uh, have the league become more than three teams, have the the wheelchair premiership become more than three teams, and have some sort of impact in that. Uh, would be great. Just, I, I'd love to give it, give it a platform because, you know, like I say, I, I found out about it and enjoyed it so much just from watching it. Mm-hmm. So to get more and more people in, involved and in playing, um, you know, that that will all filter up from domestic into, you know, Scotland students uh, under sixteens, under eighteens, uh, the, the national team hopefully one day. So uh, just just give it more of a, a platform to stand on. It it'd also be great to see players, um, I know we mentioned the clubs earlier, I spoke to uh, a guy called Craig um, from the Aberdeen team and he's really passionate, uh, like, like myself and he's he mentioned some players like um, Josh Josh Andrew who's a, who's a fullback for them uh, as well as uh, Jack Marlowe who's a, a pacey winger and centre uh, and, and some other names as well and um, when I spoke to him as well they've also had people go head down south and, and play rugby league. It's, it's uh, there's so much opportunity there for for players, whether it's brand new players to the game or players coming across from rugby union. There's so so much room for growth, and if I'm able to give a platform for that um, and and help it grow and help the the league become more successful, have more teams playing, um, that that's that's all I could really ask for. Yeah, yeah fantastic, brilliant. Uh, well. Thank you for joining us tonight, Lewis. I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm sure everything will, will go really well. It sounds really promising, and I, I, I really do hope that it, it does kick off the way you want it to. Um, for those listening, no, um, Lewis, where can they find you online? Yeah, so um, on both uh, Twitter and Instagram, the, the handle is at RL in Scotland, um, and then I've got a, a website as well, which can be found in both those bios. But um, the the website link is www.rlinscotland.co.uk. 
Brilliant. Well, uh, once again, thanks for joining us, Lewis. Uh, really enjoyed listening, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you back on for a, uh, an update of how things are going on rugby league-wise in Scotland. Unless Aberdeen are bottom of the league. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be honest, Lewis, we're not going to bother. So yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, all that remains for us to say is thank you very much, Lewis, and uh, come on Aberdeen, innit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me on, guys. No worries. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you a lot. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thanks. Well, that was uh, very good. Very good listening. Well, it's it's worth keeping an eye on, isn't it? It's you know we're definitely keeping an eye on what's going on in uh, north of the border there. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, we we talk about expansion and things like that all the time, and and a lot. Uh, you know, when you hear things about like I don't know Bulgaria or something, it doesn't. So or as good as it would be, it doesn't yeah, it's not no, like that appealing. So, so, no, you're right. So this week, London Broncos have signed a partnership agreement, however however you want to term it, with South Africa. Right. South Africa Rugby League. And there's been a few there. Salford are in Ghana and I think Serbia. Yeah. Um, Hull KR are in the Netherlands. Mm. Um, uh, Hull are in, I think, I think it's Nigeria or somewhere like that, I think. Oh, right, okay. Something like that. Okay. Um, but then... Then you think, and I know Wigan have got one, so I can't remember where it is, but then you think, what about Ireland? What about Scotland? Mm. Mm. What about the, the Celtic nations where you think, so much easier, surely, for, for clubs to um, really have a real link. Mm. And and they've got so many good athletes. I mean, I mean, And I don't mean this in any disrespect, but it'll be a long time before we see somebody from... Uh, I know Serbia have got Red Star Belgrade, haven't they, playing, for example. Mm. But it'll be a long time before we see... Somebody from Ghana, let's yeah. say, in Super League. Yeah, surely there's a better chance of somebody from mm. Scotland playing. In Where Super there's League. already a rugby base. Exactly. exactly. I know, albeit rugby union, but they play in rugby. They got a ball yeah. in their hands and they well, they're yeah. kicking it, but they run. But then they be, <laughs> all they do is teach them to run with it. If they can run fast, then yeah. they can catch it, and we've got a chance, haven't we? Yeah. No, I I, I agree. It's um, it, and I really do hope that the, the the home nations and stuff get a real good you know backing. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's you know it's not dissimilar. One of our other guests we've on, Paulie Bolger, he, when he was telling us his story, yes, in Ireland, he was playing rugby union, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and early, then, I think. yeah, and, her, and everything really, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and his lumpy shins, yeah, and wagging school. His mum didn't know about until we come on the pod. Yeah, she shouted at him. She did shout at him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's but it's you know what I'm getting at there. There's, there's opportunities. You need to do there. it closer to home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, really interesting that. To be honest, somebody needs to sponsor England. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah, so that, no, really good. Yeah. Move forward podcast prediction league with sixth again. Yes, uh, prediction league time, and obviously, as always, on the line is Brian from Six again. Brian, how are we? New, new boys. How are we? All right, good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All good. You okay? Yes, we've had uh, a very interesting pod tonight. Uh, We've had we've had an update on Scottish rugby league, and we seem to have waffled on forever. But it's been good, hasn't it? I've enjoyed tonight. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah, let's see who's going to enjoy the Prediction League update. Well, um, last week was fun. Um, I got 
single figures. Um, yeah, we'll leave that there. Andy um, was has risen in the league. Um, it's the top five has stayed the same, but Andy's closed the gap. And between fifth and eleventh or twelfth is a seven point gap. There was, it's there all was, tightening up. There was another great man that that uh, that rose at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there you go. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's just uh, you know I've come come to form. In fairness, surely, there was only one way you could go. Yeah. Surely, <laughs> I was, was going to ask. Surely, for that to make on, sense, Bob. surely for that to make sense, you had to not do well last week and then rise this week I into Easter. So. Yeah, but I might not this week. I might have better use that joke. So, I, and also, I'd I'd like to know who the second who the second person is because we all know who the first one is, and to be, I'm going to clue who the second one is. Uh, right. uh, but we had two spots on last week, boys. Uh, St. Helens had a good week, um, and David Bain's got a spot on, and the insiders, our good friend Paulie Bolger, he had a spot on too. Uh, for the I insiders believe, this I, week, I believe Sunnies have moved off the bottom of the table now, haven't they? They have. Uh, we have Lee at the bottom of the league now. It's about okay. time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't it? That, that wasn't those predictions last week. I don't think we're going to end well with it. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, there anyway. are nine. Oh, weeks. strap yourselves in, then, boys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so who's on? Who's on this week? So this week, um, Castleford, we've got Alison, Catalan, we've got Dean, Huddersfield, we've got Cowbell, Cull FC, we've got Karen, and it's Karen and Matt Orton's anniversary today, so happy anniversary. Yeah, um, um, Hull KR, we've got Tony, Leeds, we've got Jordan, oh. um, Lee, we've got Forbidden Game, Salford, we have Louise, Saints, we've got Steve Orford, Wakefield, we've got Ben, Warrington, we've got Noxie, Wigan, we've got Gary, and for the insiders this week, as the league season starts on Sunday, live on Sky before the Leeds v Huddersfield game, we is Leeds v the now York Valkyrie, and we have um, York Valkyrie player Rhiannon Marshall um, for the Insiders this week. Fantastic. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, where do you want to start then, Bri? Well, every game's on the telly this week. Uh, the first one's on Thursday. It's a bottom of the table clash. Castleford v Wakefield, Thursday at eight o'clock. Yeah, usually it's it's hard to predict for the other reason, but <laughs> this time it's hard to predict because you don't know if it's going to be nil nil. <laughs> but I do think that Castleford are playing better of the two. I think they'll probably rise to the occasion and I'm going to say Castleford by 18. Yeah, similar to you, Cast 20. Ugh. I had to scribble 18. That's what I had to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go 22 then. And I've gone Castleford by 10. Um, Everyone has gone Castleford this week. Um, our Wakey fans gone Castleford by 16 as more confidence than our Castleford fan who's gone Castleford by 8 um, and he ranged from Castleford by 4 to Castleford by 38 Ooh, wow that's a big one that was from the Wakefield and that was by Lee yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me though that one no, okay. alright next game first game on Friday half 12 
Also on Sky, Hull FC v Hull KR. Um, I think it's only... It's hard with Derby's in it, but, you know, it's it looking like it's only going to go one way. Um, Hull KR flying at the minute, really. Um, Hull, not so much. Uh, I'm going to say Hull KR by 14... Yeah, I can only see one winner. Um, so I'm going to go Hull KR 10. I'm going to go Hull KR 12. And also 12 is the amount of times that Tex Hoy will spin round in circles like a turnstile. <laughs> I've also gone Hull KR by 12. I saw the stat before saying that he's only attempted 50 tackles and I think he's missed nearly half of them. Wow. Dear. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, everyone's gone for Hull KR, including Karen, who's for Hull FC, who's gone Hull KR by 20, which is the highest one we've got. That must be, that must be a first in a derby, mustn't it, that? For everybody what? to go one way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, second. Well, technically second, second, second because it happened yeah. the day before. I was thinking yeah. about that particular yeah. derby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up on Friday at three o'clock or so on Sky, Wigan v St. Helens. Um, it's always the most difficult game of the year to predict, I think, isn't it? Um, but I, I think Wigan have lost a couple of players. I still think it'll be really close because I don't think Saints are playing particularly well and they'll miss Alex Walmsley as well. Um, I'm going to go Saints, but only just I'm going to go Saints by six. Yeah, uh, Saints ten. Yeah, same reasons. Saints four. I've gone Wigan by fourteen. I've just got this feeling that something they'll pull something out of the hat. Um, this is a mix. Really, six have gone for Wigan. The rest have gone for Saints, but um, everyone's gone for their own team. Saint Helens by six for Saint Helens, and Wigan by six for Wigan. Um, but. The majority at all within eighteen points of each other, either way swing. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to predict, really, isn't it? Mm. It is. It is. Saturday, first of two games on Sky. Leafy Salford, a half two. Strap yourselves in, boys. This is going to be fun. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think Lee have been playing really well. And I just think that that loss to Huddersfield will re-energise Salford a little bit and I think they will bounce back with a win this week. I think uh, the biggest thing for Lee is that HIA to Gareth O'Brien as well. They didn't look the same without him against Wigan and I don't think they'll look the same without him again against Salford. And I'm going to go Salford by 12. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Lee by 8. Mm. I'm completely stuck. I'm going to go Lee by six. I've gone Salford by 12. Um, not many have gone for Lee. Um, six have gone for Lee. Oh. But not including the Lee fan, who's gone Salford by 16. Okay. Our whole KR fan, Tony, has gone Lee by one. Okay. And she's back this week. 
Louise has gone Salford by two. Hey. <laughs> Brilliant. Second game on Saturday, Catalan v Waddington. Top of the table class. Five o'clock UK time. Uh, I I think I think Warrington will win. They they look the best team at the minute by an absolute mile. Catalan, although they had a good start, they've been a bit iffy, haven't they, the last couple of weeks? Um, I'm going to say Warrington by sixteen. Yeah, I I, I think the same as you. I don't think uh, I don't think France is as much as a a fortress as it used to be. Mm. I don't think it, it plays that much a part. And I agree, Warrington have just been flying high. So I'm going to go Warrington by 10. You just look what I've done and put your own score down there. I didn't. I already wrote, I wrote mine down pre-podcast. That's Thank ridiculous. you. So I'll go Warrington 12. <laughs> I've gone Catalan by 8. Okay. Um, I'm one of only five to have gone for Catalan. But one of them was five. Are our Warrington fan who's gone Catalan by 2. Mm. Oh, wow. No confidence. That's a weird one, though. Yeah, yeah. I uh, thought mm. Noxie was all over Warrington's confidence at the minute. Mm. Anyway, okay. And then lastly, on Sunday, I'd say it's part of a double header the Headingley, which are both on Sky as well, uh, with the women's first Super League game before it, is Leeds v Huddersfield. It's another tough one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Really tough one. We've we've mentioned before about Huddersfield how they 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 thought we, we thought they looked a bit robotic. Um, but Leeds, I'm not sure what they've. We keep expecting Leeds to to come good and mm, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a chance and say they will do, and I'm going to go Leeds by ten. Uh, I'm going to say that I thought Uddersfield were looking okay and look quite well uh, and look a bit more consistent than Leeds at the minute. So I'm going to say Huddersfield by eight. I agree with Callum and he stole my prediction. So I will change to Huddersfield by ten. And Bobby stole mine. Okay, <laughs> I've gone Huddersfield by ten. And this is where the fun and games happens, boys. So Huddersfield, our Huddersfield fan has gone Huddersfield by two. Okay. <laughs> Jordan for Leeds has gone Leeds by eight. Louise for Salford has gone Huddersfield by twenty-two. Wow. Not uh, Ben for what? what uh, for Wakefield has gone Leeds by seven. <laughs> Gary for Wigan has gone Huddersfield by seven. And Noxie for Warrington has gone draw. Draw. <laughs> I just don't get this draw stuff. If it's not right, you don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jordan who started it. But if it's right, nobody gets anything and you get like you get like a, a seven point. I don't think I think it's high risk, low reward. Yeah, I, I think, do. Yeah, I think so as well. Very yeah. high risk. But, mm. Wow. I'm not arguing. It's how I'm gonna win the league, so it's alright. So is that the last game, bye? <laughs> That was the more, just to say, for anyone who doesn't know, all of the games uh, are on Sky, but the last one on Sunday is on Sky Sports Action. All the others are on Sky Sports Arena. Okay. Brilliant. That, ma- that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You've got five games on Sky Sports 
arena. Like, and that's normally the rugby league channel in it arena. Yeah. And let's just change it for the last one. At least it's on. I know it just seems. Yeah, it does seem bizarre, doesn't it? Though, really, though, yeah. it seem, doesn't it? Anyway, but like you said, at least they're on. I always find something to win about. But that's what it should be every single week. No, you're right. Told you, told you he was in the knock, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> if, you can, if they can do it for this week, why can't do it every week? Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Why can't why can't you have one, one on a Thursday, one, one on a Friday at least, and then, like the NRL do, one on a Saturday, a couple on a Sunday, one on a Monday. The NRL so. have two on a Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what times it is over yeah. there, but they kick off a bit. Yeah, anyway, there should be a way of finding more, though, shouldn't there? Yeah, anyway. yeah. Right. Well, well, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, rivals round. If you are going to the match, then stay safe and enjoy. Um, thank you to Brian. Thank you to Lewis once again for joining us tonight. Uh, good luck to everybody in the predictions league. But from All of us here at the Loose Forward podcast this week, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.